Hello, welcome to the Monday, September 19th edition of the OK Preps Extra podcast. This is where I ask some questions, and thankfully we have people like Barry Lewis to answer the questions. However, this week we're very excited to welcome Dean Rule uh, to the to the mix here, and he's going to offer his thoughts on things. Dean, we wanted to give you uh, kind of a few weeks to get your feet wet in our area. Uh, now that you have, we'll pick your brain a little bit, so thanks for joining us. And um, we'll look forward to hearing your thoughts on stuff. So let's start here, guys. Uh, Barry, we'll start with you. Dean, we'll, then we'll go to you. Uh, surprise 3-0 and team. Who you got, Barry? Well, um, got Muskogee, 3-0. and um, They're uh, beating Carl Albert. That was a, that's a really good win. And um, they won, they'd only won two games combined over the previous two years. So uh, Travis Hill's got him going in the right direction. And you got Hominy, 3-0. They beat Pahuska for a second consecutive year. And that's saying something. Uh, so the Hominy Bucks have been a surprise. They're a perennial playoff team, but we, I, don't, I wasn't anticipating them starting 3-0. And um, uh, what, what now the only one that had that game, Barry? <clears throat> if I can just give uh, it up. Yeah, I think so. I think way I think to I'm go. Gonna, and nah, uh, I might get some other ones, you know, way off, but I'm I'm gonna give it up to myself for getting that one. And I think um Collinsville might be a little bit of a surprise at three and oh. You'd say defending state champions, is that surprising they're three and oh? It's uh they graduated most of their starting lineup, and they're not just three and oh, but a very impressive three and oh. Uh they haven't just been eking by for the victories or playing cream puff teams. So Collinsville is keeps on rolling. They've won 17 in a row. Dean, Dean what about you? Surprise 3-0 team. Yeah, you know, I think I have to agree with uh, what Barry said there. I think Muskogee's got to be the most impressive so far. Um, you know, Jamarian Ficklin's looked every bit the part up to this point. Uh, you got to like what Travis Hill's doing there. And like Barry said, this is a team that in the past two years has not been used to winning. And they're starting to do that now. And, uh, you know, I also think it's worth noting Central, 3-0. and I know Patrick's fired up about that. I was kind of fired up. Just looking up and down the rankings, I saw Central 3-0, and and I always, I always like to see TPS teams doing well. So uh, that kind of jumped out at me a little bit. Although, Barry pointed out, they've been 3-0 before, but, you know, being 3-0 again, good, good for them. Great start. And let me jump in, Patrick. Uh, speaking of TPS, um, don't want to forget another 3-0 school in TPS, Rogers. Rogers yeah. Ropers, 3-0 for the first time since 2013. I mean, they started to have a little success last year, but since 2013 or so, they really had they'd hardly won any games. So yeah. the Adcock has got them going, their new head coach, and uh, very interesting measuring stick this week as they'll play um, – surprisingly winless Bishop Kelly team. Uh, so that's going to be a very interesting matchup. But uh, also another surprising 3-0 team is Coweta. They Really? They, okay. They played, they played a tough schedule. I mean, going into the season, uh, starting off with Carl Albert and Wagner, that those were two tough matchups, and uh, they came through. And they've overcome right now an injury to their starting quarterback. So uh, for Kuita to be 3-0, and to be a very impressive 3-0, and uh, that's a bit of a surprise. 
Now on the flip on the flip side, Barry, uh, I guess I didn't. Bishop Kelly's zero and three. That that's that, that shocked Bishop Kelly's zero and three, and uh, not a very impressive zero and three. However, Bishop Kelly uh, don't want to count them out with Coach DePana there. He's always seems his teams always seem to improve a lot, and that's why I'm thinking this week's matchup. Don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves looking ahead to this week's games, but. Rogers is hosting Bishop Kelly. Bishop Kelly 0-3. They're not used to being 0-3. Rogers 3-0, not used to being 3-0. So how good are these teams? This is the district opener. This is when the games really start counting. I think this will be a very much of a telltale game Friday night between those teams. And another 0-3 team, um, Holland Hall. Uh, as we talked about with Collinsville, it's like you don't know sometimes how these teams are going to fare defending state champions after you graduate most of your starting players. Collinsville has kept it rolling. Holland Hall hasn't. Uh, they've really had offensive struggles. Uh, they obviously, Collinsville had an advantage. They had a quarterback with some, even though he wasn't the returning starter, he's had some starting experience, Caden Rush, and he's played very well. Holland Hall had no experience returning at quarterback after Cordell Goolsby moved to Bixby, and their offense just can't get it going at all so far. Um, but again, they've got a great coach, Tag Gross, and uh, I will expect their they will have taken full advantage of the bye week, and this will be a different Holland Hall team moving on. But still, it's surprising to see Holland Hall at zero and three. Yes or no, Barry? Does Holland Hall make the playoffs? Yes. Okay, uh, Dean, what's tell us the most impressive thing? I, I'm really interested to pick your brain here because you're new to the area. You'd only seen uh, one high school game from teams in this area before you started working here. So uh, this is a real treat for old people like me and Barry who've been around forever to kind of pick the brain of someone who's new to the area and kind of see our area through their eyes. Um, the most impressive thing you've seen so far is what? Just in terms of the city or in terms of we're talking staying strictly to high school football? Strictly to football. Although we can talk restaurants if you want to. We can get, we can get on that. I mean, strictly football, what just impresses me the most about uh, this area is just how into it everybody is. I know Oklahoma, obviously, high school football is huge. You know, I, I, that can't be understated here. But in just in terms of the community and just the talent and just top to bottom, how efficient these, these programs are run and how into it, you know, Seeing 8,000 people show up for just a regular, what I always was just like, oh, it's a regular high school football Friday. When you got 8,000 people showing up at Broken Arrow, when you're cramming 23,000 people into uh, at the University of Tulsa for the Battle of the Burbs, I mean, that blows me away is just how invested this community is into high school football. And I think that's something super special that you get on this side of the state. So just run down for us real quick for people people listening or watching. Who have you seen in person so far? So uh, week zero, I would have been there for Owasso versus uh, Bixby. Then I would have went to Union versus Westmore. Following week, Jenks, Owasso. And then after that, Broken Arrow, Owasso. And last Friday, went down to Beggs. Begs Verdigris. Oh, very nice. I, I, I assume if I ask you the best team you've seen so far, it's Bixby, correct? Yes. It is, but I think let, let's go a step further. I, th I think best team I've seen that's not named Bixby. 
I really liked what Verdigris looked like last Friday. I think they're a contender. Okay. What what all did you see? Well, obviously, I mean, that offense runs through Reese Roller. I think he's a great kid. Um, actually, you know, it surprised me. They had him throw a throw a little uh, pot pass. Looked like Tim Tebow out there for a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think that uh, they're not afraid to kind of get a little creative and, and unique with their play calling. I think they've got a lockdown defense. And uh, overall, I just – I was very impressed with how that team looked, and I think – it's just going to continue to carry over into district play. Barry, yeah, you want to add to that? Yeah. yeah, Patrick, I was just going to throw in the 3A is looking very interesting when you've got the three Tulsa area teams, Vertigris and Lincoln Christian and Metro Christian. I think they're all very strong state title contenders. Of course, Lincoln and uh, Metro have combined to win three state titles over the previous three years. Um and then you've got Vertigris, who I think this is their best shot ever at a state championship. They took a step. They've been to the state semifinals a couple times in the last three years, and I think they're ready to take that final step to get to the state championship game and perhaps win it. But I think it's a very fascinating three-way scramble in 3A, the way it appears right now. Guys, let me ask you about Jinx's uh, injury situation, kind of a, a big storyline of the season so far. Um, Barry, what, what do we know about that? Are they going to be any closer to being healthy for the game versus Enid this week, which, Dean, you'll be covering that game, um, or do we or do we know? Don't really know. They will have Jaden Carroll back from suspension. Um, so that'll be a big help, give them some running depth, although it, uh, it seemed like they, they were – well, again, they're two and one, so it's not like, oh, what a woeful start Jenks is off to. They are two and one, and the loss was to Union, a game where they competed really well with Union until I think they just got worn down over the last quarter, quarter and a half. And um, they've got um, – this is sort of like a relaunch of their season because if what we hear is true, then most of their starters will be back this week and in good health, and they've had a, a week off. So um, this is sort of like a relaunch of their season. And so maybe uh, Dean will get a chance on Friday to see the real Jinx team, or at least this, um, um, a version that looks more like the Jinx that we were expecting to start the year. Um, they've obviously got to get more production from their offense. That's been, their defense has been really good for the most part so far. It's just they haven't been able to get anything going on offense. Ty Walls did come back. Their outstanding receiver came back for the Union game, but which was a surprise. Uh, but you could tell he wasn't at full speed, really. And if he's at full speed, I think that really – and you get Jaden Carroll back. And you get Jaden Carroll back, and you've got running backs, three running backs who complement each other really well. They all bring different things to the table. So I think the offense will really start to get rolling. Yeah. Uh, Nadine, when you listed your teams a minute ago that you've seen live, uh, was Jinx on that list? Yes, it was. Which which Jinx game did you see, remind us? Uh, so I saw uh, them play Owasso week one. That's right. Okay. Um, kind of your impressions of Jinx then maybe versus what you're looking forward to see on Friday. Yeah, you know, I think, I think Barry hit the nail on the hammer with with his spiel there you know you kind of hope that this is almost a a relaunch for them because you're going to be getting guys back it's another week toward being healthy um 
but in their absence in you know uh, like Barry said Jaden Carroll he's he hasn't played these past two games because of suspension he's coming back but uh Jordan Schelling you know he 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 impressed me uh, I think Barry he had about 160 rushing yards against Union he had about 130 against Owasso so he's almost combined for 300 rushing yards in two games uh for the Trojans so I don't think they're just going to throw him back to being running back number two with Carroll back. I'm interested to see how they play off each other there. Cause I assume Keith Riggs is going to want them to play off each other in some capacity. So I'm interested to see that, but uh, yeah, just, just Barry really hammered it home. You want to see this team as it's starting to get more healthy, how they actually look, how Ike Owens is able to operate, uh, you know, with a healthy offensive line. Like Barry said, Ty Walls comes back. You've got a receiver. You know, you got your top receiver back. So all that's going to be interesting to me to see. And as I assume, they're going to take that step back toward being 100% again. Yeah, I really like Shelling. And so if there's a, like a, a bright spot about Jaden's absence, it was the fact that Shelling um, got more experience and everyone could see what he could do because besides the rushing numbers that Dean mentioned, uh, he also added, I think, over 40 yards as a receiver against Union. So he was, he was pretty well produced most of their offense. And in what Jalen Stanford, Jaden Carroll, and Jordan Schelling, they all bring, they all have different styles. And so that's really an intriguing mm -hmm. mix that Jenks has at running back, and you can never have too many running backs. So I think that bodes well long-term for the Trojans. Yeah. Dean, who's the best player you've seen so far? Ooh, Reese Roller's got to be up there just uh, just from this past Friday. Um, I think Mason Willingham for Owasso, he's kind of starting to find his groove without Cole Adams. Um, so I, I was impressed with uh, when I saw him last compared to how he was week zero to week two. I was impressed just in that short amount, uh, how he looked to kind of adapt to the situation. Um, pretty much anybody for Bixby, you can throw on that list. You know, uh, Dylan Haas looked great. Um, both quarterbacks are always fun to watch. Actually, um, or not, not Dylan Haas, Luke Haas at tight end, but his, his brother on the defensive side, I also thought looked great over at Bixby. Um, and then Jenks, you always, uh, I was super impressed watching uh, Jalen Stanford on defense. You know, everybody always tells you how hard he hits, but when once you see it in person, you, you know, that to me, that just looks like a Division One kid just through and through when you actually see him in person play. Barry, is there any kid we're not talking about now that we should be? Well, when you asked Dean that question, I was uh, trying to come up with my answer to the best player I've seen so far this year. And he's not, you know, talking about players I have seen in person this season. So we're limiting that. The person whose production on the field has most impressed me. And he's, I, last week he was the number eight on my all-world list rankings, is DJ McKinney, the union mm -hmm. running back, move in from Booker T., as far as what he's actually done on the field and what he's meant to his team, he would be, for the first three weeks of the season, from players I've seen, my MVP. He's the one that, I mean, we knew he was good, 
but didn't know exactly what to expect out of him going over to Union and making that transition. But uh, they are really, I love the way that Union is using him, uh, maximizing him as a running back and a receiver. And you get the ball to him in open space and he's just exciting to watch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Barry, who was number one in your world rankings this week? I hadn't had a chance to check him out yet. <laughs> Chance Wilson. Two, two weeks in a row for Chance, right? Yep. Uh, Chance, of course, he was off this past week. And uh, you uh, working with Chance on the journal. We want everyone to check out a fascinating behind-the-scenes look of what it's like to be a high school football player, an outstanding high school football player. But, uh, yeah, just the numbers, if – um, I haven't had a chance to see Chance this year, but uh, yeah, he would be the MVP overall, you'd have to say, for the first three weeks. Yeah, I haven't seen him play live either, but I'm going to definitely try to get out to some games and just, you know, it's been it's been real fun talking to him about, we talked about football, but we've been talking about other stuff too, and I look forward to kind of getting to know him even more as the weeks go on. But um, yeah, I need, I, need, I need to see this kid on the field and kind of see this See what all the see what all the hype's about. He's you know, and they're and they're and they're really good. I mean, they're they have state title aspirations, and they they feel like this could be their year. So it's he's a fun guy, and they're a fun team to watch. I'm looking forward to checking them out. Who they got this week, Barry? Do you know off the top? Of, he he told me yesterday, and I'm, I forget already. So uh, I just looking. I was just looking at the schedule. I don't think it's a, a team that's going to give them a really great game, but. Um, so I'm drawing a blank right now. All right. All right, guys, anything else on your mind? Anything else you want to talk about? I uh, just want to remind everyone, all coaches, uh, football and other sports, send in your player of the week nominations. Um, football by 4 p.m. to Dean or me each Saturday. It's always a little uh, frustrating when we get um, don't get nominations of players we hear about later who's like, oh, that would have been a good one to include or if the uh, nomination comes in after the deadline. So 4 p.m. on Saturdays, we need your nominations. Uh, Barry, tell them your email address. My email is barry, B-A-R-R-Y dot Lewis, L-E-W-I-S at tulsaworld.com and Dean's is D-E-A-N dot rule, R-U-H-L at tulsaworld.com. All right, guys, we'll leave it there this week. Uh, we appreciate everybody checking us out. You can download us for free at Google, Apple, or Spotify. Dean, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll all catch up next Monday.